The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to The Real Money Show. Grab your popcorn. We've got a lot to talk about today. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. And really the theme that we're going to be talking about is, is going to be one about gold in extremes and under extremes. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Karaya. If you've missed a show, you can join us on YouTube. Go to guildhallwealth.com. You can see it there. You can also follow us on Twitter. I'm not sure if we're yet on Rumble and the other ones, but we'll get there soon soon enough. And, of course, you can go to the website, guildhallwealth.com, to get uh, some more information throughout the week. It's been an interesting week in the precious metals. Obviously, there was a lot of expectation, I think, Jerry, around the inauguration. And I think sometimes there's this uh, binary focus on the market that this will happen and therefore this should happen or, um, you know, this just happened in the market. How come the price of gold is down? Shouldn't it go one, shouldn't it be in lockstep? Do you notice that a lot? And do you, or I should say, do you notice that with your customers a lot? Yeah, I noticed that with myself a lot at the time. <laughs> okay. I noticed that whenever I buy the precious metals, it tends to dip. Uh, right. And, but that's just the case. I mean, we are not here to, or I'm not investing, I'm not putting my money towards something that... Um, you know, I I obviously want to make a gain in the market, but we I need to keep a, a view of the medium to long term, and that is really the focus. And the things are in place, uh, the chess pieces are in place, and we can see the board, it, we can see it clearly. The extremes are in place, and um, we're going to position with gold. We're going to talk more about those extremes. One extreme that we should be talking about is the supply and demand. We have saw a lot of orders coming in over the last couple of weeks, again, perhaps in expectation of what we were going to see this week um, with the inauguration. And we saw a lot of people coming into the gold and silver market, and it was getting a little dicey there for a while in terms of product. It was very tough to procure. There were still some orders that were that went a little unfulfilled in terms of waiting on product to come in. That was really the tough part. It wasn't so much, uh, it was really just waiting for the wholesalers to fulfill orders and, and release the product, uh, which I think they were just having a tough time too, which I think just goes to show that we saw this back in March of last year, mm-hmm. that this market is so easily just zapped. Mm-hmm. It is so easy to zap this market. And we're not talking about seeing tens of millions of dollars come into the market to just suck up all the all the product it, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars can suck up the can suck up the market mm-hmm. um, how did you feel over the last couple of weeks going through that experience where you know people are demanding the product and the juggle is happening mm-hmm. and setting those expectations is key for us we want to be as transparent as possible to quell any nerves because we understand Someone is acquiring precious metals because there is there are nerves. Uh, people are seeing the extremes. So in order to uh, mitigate against that, acquiring precious metals today is so important. So we want to thank and we want to thank all of our our listeners, our our investors. Thank you for your for your patience and your understanding during this time. And know that you're dealing with Guildhall here. We're, we've been doing this since 2002. Uh, we will deliver when we say we will deliver. You will get your product. 
Yeah, and, and look, obviously we've had a little bit of hiccups here and there with Canada Post, and we do our best to, to manage that as well. It, you know, once it's in Canada Post, it's a bit out of our, our hands sometimes. But, um, you know, it is insured mm -hmm. through that. We do provide the tracking number. And that can be important because if you do see something happening where why is it stuck at some at some place, right? Um, it's been stuck in transit or something for a couple of days now. Nothing wrong with, with contacting Guildhall to say, hey, I've noticed this so that we can do a couple of things. One, check, mm -hmm. you know, hey, what was... Is everything correct? Is there a chance that this is going to come back, right? That it's going to be returned? Um, what could possibly be the problem and those sorts of things? So, or at least allow us to open up a ticket. So that happens. Look, it, it's been busy. You put out a lot of product through Canada Post and they have some issues sometimes. We, we actually deliver where we can and we have clients come do a quote unquote curbside pickup when they can as well. So we're here to try to get as many people, um, as many satisfied customers as possible. Let's get into the extremes. Jerry, let's start with, uh, we were having a conversation before coming on air about an experiment that was, that was done onto gold. I'd like to start with that because I think while we start to think about extremes in the marketplace, what's happening in the gold market, the stock market, money printing, there's a lot of extremes we're going to get into. Tell us about this experiment. So it was a study that was done in 2019. I just thought, you know, after reading the various extremes throughout the week. And I said, this is a theme that we have to run with. And we, all, we often here at Guildhall talk about the benefits of owning gold as a, as a, as a hedge. And what it, will it do for you monetarily? How is it going to hedge your portfolio? So in, the, in terms of the investments, but gold as an element scientifically and, and physically, there was a study in 2019, researchers from Lawrence Livermore National Lab and the Carnegie Institution of Washington have found that we discovered they discovered that when gold is under extreme amounts of pressure, and they're talking about two thirds of the pressure found at the center of the Earth, you expect this gold to be destroyed, to dis disintegrate. No, in fact, gold just morphs into a new structure that exists at extreme states. So I thought I thought to myself, wow, gold does that as an element. Not only physically, but gold in times of extreme financial stress, geopolitical stress, gold will do that for us here in, the, in these financial markets. So I thought it was key that we look at gold in this stature and how does this adapt to us financially today. So I think it was very key. Yeah, and in other words, what the, the type of pressure it can handle and what it can do at an atomic level just goes to prove why it's a precious metal and in some ways its natural form, its nature says something about what it can do financially for you as well. I think that's a great, great experiment that they did. I've also seen one, uh, maybe you've seen it too, where they took a, a massive press to a, to a kilo bar, right? And they wanted to see, I don't know, maybe it would break, maybe it would flatten or whatever. And it just didn't, it was sort of, they kept pushing it down and it, and the more they did it, yeah. obviously the more it was warming up and the more it was becoming like Play-Doh, like clay, right? So it was just, it wasn't doing anything other than just warming up and, and moving, but that was it. It couldn't break. It wasn't breaking. And I think that's another thing to consider, you know, why, why is it so important to have gold in your portfolio? Because it's, it's virtually indestructible. And that speaks to the the intrinsic value of how valuable this monetary at asset is. 
it's the only non-financial asset that qualifies as a financial asset outside of the banking system. This is intrinsic value. The value of gold is proven in this in this simple uh, in, in, this, in this simple study uh, done by the Carnegie Institution. So I thought that was uh, very timely, especially today when we're looking at today's dip in the market. We're recording January the 22nd. We're seeing uh, the U.S. dollar, for example, sitting at support levels. So we talk about gold being negatively correlated to the U.S. dollar. So we have to, you know, view this market versus the U.S. dollar index. The index is sitting at a support level. And thankfully, we saw a little dip in a little bit of a knee-jerk reaction, a rescue, I would say, for the U.S. dollar was um, Mitt Romney and Lisa Murkowski today suggesting that they're going to delay on the stimulus that is so desperately needed in the U.S. Quite timely, so we see a dip in the markets. We're noticing uh, the loony dropping today, gold down about $14, silver down about $0.40 cents or 1.7%, and oil down 1%. This is a buying opportunity, once again, for gold and silver. A very quick knee-jerk reaction for the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is, on, is down about 13% since March. So this is a very timely bounce, a rescue bounce, in my opinion. And if the, the dollar is down about 13% and gold was up 22% on the year, I think it's down 25 maybe 3% at this point in the year. That still makes that that still shows in a larger picture that gold is outperforming the the, the debasement of the currency. Mm -hmm. I mean that is the long term trend that the the currencies are going to debase. Thousands of years of of history shows that gold has never dropped to zero. It's always had um, an innate value and it's always carried a value, which is why it was uh, why it backed currencies in the past because. You can only add so much to the to the supply every year that creates a consistent discipline, a discipline that the central banks just don't have. They're talking about the stimulus you were just mentioning. You know, they're talking about adding another 1.9 trillion. Okay, let's just round up. It's two trillion, right? <laughs> Forget the Fed balance sheet. That's gonna that's on its way to eight trillion. And uh, this is not including unfunded liabilities, not including if they try to go green and all of those sorts of things. So this is gonna punish. It's really going to punish the saver at the end of the day because you can't you can't earn money faster than they're printing it. It's as simple as that. Now again, you don't have to think in a binary way that gold went down today, dollar went up today, that's it, it's over. You have to think long term. Gold is up on average 12% a year for the last 15, 20 years mm -hmm. with very few down years. I think three down years in the last 20 years in Canadian dollars. And if you look at the interest rates right now, quarter percent, right? Um, the cost to own gold is only 1%, but your opportunity there to gain more than the more than the 1% is obviously ex very high at this point. And so I think that's one of the reasons why you're seeing people start to start to migrate into the gold market and get out of the financial system because they're they're looking at a world in extremes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll, we'll get into more of those extremes in just a few moments. The number, 18778silver, and the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about gold and silver and the reasons to have it in your portfolio and the benefits of having it in your portfolio and why it's going to be so important to have over the next 
few years, given the extremes in the market. So again, grab that popcorn. We've got a lot more to, to go on The Real Money Show, brought to you by Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy Wiseman, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. This is going to be very important to listen to over the next few minutes because we're going to be talking about a world at extremes and how gold is going to perform in a world at extremes. Jerry, you brought some information here, just some a few examples. Listeners to the show will, will be familiar with some of them. If you're new to the show, listen carefully because these are going to be in very important factors moving forward to help you in terms of making sure that you protect your wealth and making sure that going forward you can actually profit from the, the times ahead. Because listen, we're coming we're we're going to be coming out of a pandemic, right, Jerry? Yes. The the fact is is look, they you know, we saw that CNN already took down the 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 stats reports on on um on deaths that uh, Fauci's changed his tone a little bit, saying, okay, it's going to happen. The, the vaccine rollout is going to happen. The whole, the whole thing is starting to look like, you know, they're reopening again. Mm-hmm. World Health Organization said, oh, maybe these machines are, are cycling way too high. They're giving too many false positives. So there's a lot of things out there that are showing that, hey, we're going to start to see the back end of this, perhaps. Mm-hmm. And um, that's going to mean that the economy is going to open up again, but it's going to be a different place. There's a, there's been a lot of casualties, a lot of business casualties in this market. And while the, the stock market is at extremes, and we're going to talk about that in just a few moments, it it's not reflecting what's actually happening out there. And so I think it's very important in terms of why are people looking at the precious metals right now, how the precious metals are going to help you over the next few years, and what are the factors that are going to drive this market and potentially make you a lot of money? I mean, yes, this is about protecting wealth. But what are the potential for for the precious metals going forward? Let's start talking about extremes. Which one did you want to start with first? I know we mentioned the dollar index in the last sec in, in the last uh, section there. Should we continue with that? I think certainly we should have a we should have another look at what's going on with the U.S. dollar index down about thirteen percent. So why is this important? The U.S. dollar index is negatively correlated, or gold goes in the opposite direction. And if we have a trajectory of heading downwards, why? Well, the U.S. is printing money, and they're not going to post. They may postpone printing and do adding stimulus, but can they abandon this policy? No. Can they start raising interest rates? No. So if we look at the U.S. dollar index and sitting at, we are pretty much close to a support level of ninety, and now we are just seeing that you know we are two levels above all-time lows. And if it breaks down through 80, we're heading down to 72.5, and that is lower. That's the 08 crisis. They're not going to abandon this. And if we, and this is not just in the U.S. Yes, there's dollar debasement happening in the U.S., but what is Canada doing? Yesterday was the Bank of Canada announcement. We, we're actually factoring a rate cut in Canada, a micro cut of maybe 0.1%. Canada kept interest rates, the benchmark interest rate, unchanged at 0.25%. And does, do Canadians know that we have a QE program? We're printing trillion, a billion, $4 billion per week in Canada. The average Canadian has never heard of this, but this is what's happening to the Canadian dollar. Viewing gold, 
in light of what's happening to our currencies is very important. Currency debasement is real and it's coming our way. $4 billion a week, you said? Unchanged, and this is their, their target. They'll likely have to ramp that up some more considering what's going on with the Keystone Pipeline and jobs being lost. It, it's, it's, that's, it, it's hard to fathom how much they're creating out of nowhere. And the fact that, you know, even at least in 2008, there were programs being put out out there, right? It was construction programs and, you know, they were redoing the roads and things. It was like, let's get people back to work. They're not doing that. It's just, it's just clearly just, let's just create money. Um, I was just watching a, a quick thing on Instagram with Pierre Polyev and he was mentioning that, look, the Bank of Canada is not going to tell you if, if they raise rates or when they raise rates or if they have to raise rates. Rates aren't guaranteed to be low forever. It's not a guarantee. The, the, the central bank's don't guarantee that 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 these interest rates can just be low forever because it depends on confidence. Mm -hmm. Depends on the confidence in the dollar. And if people find out how much is being created out of thin air, and that they can't beat it, they cannot beat it. Goodbye, middle class. You cannot beat the amount of money that's being created. You got to find a way to do it. You have to find a way to protect your your wealth. And that's why, again, you see this mass migration into metals because people are looking at it saying, look, I've, I've sold real estate. I can't get into the, the stock market. We're going to talk about the stock market in just a few moments. Um, you know, I can't sit there with the money in the bank. It's not doing anything. And where am I supposed to put it? And so this idea of going to protection, of being in precious metals, especially when you see how they've performed over the years. I mean, you mentioned, Jerry, uh, talking about the U.S. dollar, that if it falls through uh, these, these levels of support, you could see it go down to where it was in 2008. Well, in 2008, gold basically went from a low of $650 an ounce all the way up to $1,900, mm -hmm. right? You're looking at it basically doubling tw twice over. Or silver quadrupling in price. Silver went on a massive run. It went from a low of $8 in 2010, I believe, or sorry, 2008. And by 2011, it was trading at $48 an ounce. So yeah, you know, pullbacks in the market can be a good thing. The problem with the pullbacks in the market today is that you're not getting the benefit because the premiums are too high. Mm -hmm. You can't get the physical. If you can't get the physical and they have to raise the premium on the paper price, it means the price is clearly too low. And we're seeing that in silver at $25. And we saw it in silver when it was at $18. So that issue has still not been resolved. The fact that the paper price is still way too cheap. It's an extreme. Mm -hmm. So we've got an extreme in the dollar where, where it's getting low and lower. They're printing to extremes. They're uh, going to be doing more printing with stimulus packages to extremes. And the price of the metals are low to the extremes and the demand for the for the physical is at the extreme and what we're and we discussed another theme of the u.s 10-year treasury yield and i think we have to keep an eye on this this indicator as well normally when we see the money printing and they're talking about the extra stimulus what we're seeing these days is a spike in the 10-year treasury yield as a result metals start to back off a bit that is a temporary action because in fact what this article is saying from the lombardi letter in the past six months the yield on these bonds jumped more than 84 percent this is huge because the fed is essentially trying to keep the yields low that's their job but know this inflation is the bond market's biggest enemy 
If the yields are sowing too much, it could mean that the bond market is starting to price in the possibility of hyperinflation in the coming quarters and years. And currently, stocks, as a result, are trading at extreme valuations as well. So this is clearly, you know, the Fed is there to back the banks, right? It's their backstop of liquidity. And when the, the monetary system's seizing up, they create more liquidity. The banks get that liquidity. They lever it up 10 times over and put it somewhere, right? Maybe they're buying companies. Maybe they're buying uh, real estate. Maybe, you know, people are, it's what they did in, in 2008. People foreclosed and banks bought it and became the, the landlords, right? right? Um, but you can see that that's clearly happening right now in the stock market. The st you know, the problem with the stock market, in my opinion, you know, I'm no expert, but you don't know where the top is. Everything is so incredibly overvalued that where's the value? How do you know where the top is? Mm -hmm. And how can you sit there and think that this market having, you know, it's been running for literally 11 years at this point, mm -hmm. you know, wh what, it, it's never going to fall again? I mean, that's kind of foolhardy if, if you ask me. Absolutely. You're just rolling the dice in that case with your wealth. Yeah. And so same thing with, with real estate. You're, again, the assumption is interest rates will not go up. They've never, right. They will never go up again, right? Even though the Fed came out and said, in a couple of years, we plan to start raising rates again, mm -hmm. right? Now, they didn't get back to normal. That's the problem. The narrative was, back in 2013, <clears throat> it worked. <laughs> it worked. We printed money. We lowered rates. It worked. Bernanke got onto the cover of Time magazine. He was the man of the year. Yeah. It worked, and they never raised interest rates again. Well, they tried. And it tanked the market. So they stopped that really quickly. Very fast. Right? And, and all they did was keep printing the money and just, or keep the interest rates low and keep debasing. There, you have to get away from this insanity. These are extremes. The market's at extreme. Dow's at extreme. Interest rates are at an extreme low. Right? It, it's not going to go on forever. You think it will, but it won't. Now, we don't have a crystal ball of when it's going to change, but we know that it changes based on confidence. And at the rate at which people are pulling money out of the bank and distrusting the government and distrusting media, right? And distrusting the politicians and just distrusting everything. People are also distrusting the financial system as well. They're, and why shouldn't they when they've been seeing these extremes for so long? Investors are, are very careful right now. They're treading very slowly, very wisely. They're changing the the way that they viewed wealth and the way that they have managed their wealth, the stock, bond, cash approach, this has been changed. The, the total view now, the perspective is on what's happening with the currency. Canadians are now fearing the fact that Canada's government, the, the central bank, is printing massive amounts to pay for to, you know, paying uh, today from tomorrow. You're mm. taking from our future to pay for today. But you're right, like where, where, how high can these stock markets go? You know, as, as this Lombardi letter, and this was my point, I guess, extreme point number two, which was hyperinflation. A signal of hyper, hyperinflation is the 10-year treasury yield. And the, he alludes that, yes, the stock markets as a result are trading at extreme valuations as well. So I brought another point from the Lombardi letter, th the three metrics that make a strong case for a stock market crash. Okay, we're gonna hold off there. We're gonna bring that back in the next segment. Three metrics that show that the stock market is going to crash. Now, we're not advisors, 
We just believe you should be hedged in a portfolio. Typically, having some gold and silver in your portfolio provides that hedge because they're negatively correlated to the dollar, whereas all of the assets that we're discussing here are positively correlated to the dollar. So keep listening on the, on the Real Money Show. We've got a lot more to talk about. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. Contact us to get some physical precious metal in your portfolio, whether you buy it, take it home. You can acquire it, store it in our vault facility. You can also... Own it directly in a registered account. We'll show you how to do that. Again, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. This is The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. My name is Jeremy. I'm here with Jerry, the number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about the reasons to have physical precious metal in your portfolio. And even though, Jerry, we've been dealing with shortages in the market and high premiums in the physical market, it's still important to get that product in your portfolio. Yes, we've seen some pullbacks in the market recently, that's fantastic. We want to see those. We want to have the opportunity to get into this market at lower prices. Last year, we saw great gains. You know, silver was up 45% in Canadian dollars. Gold was up 22% in Canadian dollars. The, what people are projections for this year, when you look at some of the major analysts out there, I'm seeing multiple analysts talking about silver getting to $50. Um, other analysts are talking that it could easily get to 35 I think either way you look at it, these are some pretty big numbers uh, coming out of the projections. And also on the gold side, even, even the most conservative of projections, uh, they're calling for about 2300 I would say, 22000 2300 on the gold side, which I think is low. I think when you start to look at these extremes that we're talking about, and I think the, the takeaway is going to be for the listeners to say, okay, um, let me look a little bit more into that. Let me look at what's happening with, with uh, the money printing out there. Let's see where the dollar index is. Let's see how that could potentially affect the future. Let's look at the stock market and think a little bit more about, can it keep going? Let's look <laughs> at the real estate market. Rents are going down. I mean, I've noticed around town in Toronto that almost every house or, or, house or, or condo that's up for sale is also up for rent. So there's some that are having a tough time actually getting off the market. Uh, we'll see how that turns out. We haven't, we'll have to look at uh, Better Dwelling blog in, in coming up. Yeah. But in the last segment, we were talking about three metrics that could cause the stock market to go down. So, so this was the third extreme that I want to bring to the table today to discuss. And this third one happens to do with overvaluations in the stock market. Are we at extremes? Well, the Lombardi letter points out the three metrics, three stock market valuations that every investor much watch, must watch. Now, we don't need to be rocket scientists to break down these numbers. We just have to view these extremes, these three metrics, and really what they mean. So the first one happens to be the price-to-book ratio. The second metric is the price-to-sales ratio. And the cyclically adjusted price-to-earnings, the P&E ratio or the CAPE ratio. As it stands right now, talking about the first metric, the price to book, the price to book ratio of the S&P currently stands at 4.10. The last time this stock market valuation was this high was back in the early 2000s. So that's number one. That's the first stock market valuation that we, we need to keep an eye on. 
The second is the price to sales ratio of the S&P 5, which is currently 2.70. In the last 20 years, the ratio has never been this high. And last but not least, the price to earnings ratio stands at 33.44. And the last time the ratio was this high was back in 2001. Jeremy, are we at extreme valuations in the stock market? Obviously, by, this, by, by these metrics, we, we are. Uh, two of which were at all-time highs, and one of which has never seen highs this, have never seen metrics this high. So I think that, that anyone with common sense is going to look at that. If you have a, a stock market portfolio and say, maybe it's time to book some profits, maybe it's time to adjust the portfolio, maybe it's time to make sure that you have the insurance policy and, and a hedge, and I think that at this point in the market, how can one not think it be prudent to have a parachute? How can you not think about having an exit strategy? How can you not think about having insurance for mm -hmm. your wealth? And this writer, he's, um, he's, a, he's like the Bachelor of Commerce. So he's a financial guy. And this is his perspective. And he concludes by saying he can't stress enough. Be careful. Sure, the stock market can go up a little bit more. And then you're just rolling the dice. And the upside could be very limited, though, he says. Um, and the valuations here are painting a very grim outlook for 2021. And he's signaling a stock market crash. Yeah. And, you know, Jerry, we've talked about this previously as well, this idea that if the stock market's trading over 30,000 on the Dow, what's it going to take to double that amount? Right. It's not as though we're talking about the Dow being at six, seven thousand points here. Same thing with real estate. It's like real estate's already had an amazing decade and a half of gains, right? You had properties going from half a million to a million plus. Is it going to just double overnight to, from a million plus to three million? There's a limit, even at zero interest, what the bank will actually lend you. Okay? <laughs> and I think you nailed it. You nailed the nail on the head where you said, as opposed to then to now, we, are having, we had the money printing back then. But what we had back then was a little bit of confidence. Today, we have more money printing ever before without the confidence. So I think that's that we're missing a huge ingredient for this to continue. For sure. For sure. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. And something else as well, Jerry, you know, we've been talking about these extremes, and I just want to talk about something positive that I've been seeing um, from the microcosm of our desk, and that is... What, what I've noticed, and I'm sure you're seeing the same thing, is a lot of people are taking the, their financial well-being into their own hands. We see a lot of clients taking funds out of reg from their registered accounts where it's in mutual funds. Someone else is taking care of it. You have no idea what it's invested in. All you know is you get uh, a statement every so often saying where it is, what the returns are. But that, it, again, I don't want to call it a lack of trust. I think part of it is a lack of returns mm -hmm. because the market's being so hyped, right? Everything's going so great. It's so hyped. And then they look at their portfolio. Well, I only made 2% and the management expense ratio was 2%. So what did I actually make at the end of the day? And people are saying, you know what? I'm going to actually take this into my own hands. And again, it's not about taking your entire portfolio, although that's up to you, but uh, it's about saying, you know what, I'm going to take this into my own hands. And if I pull this out, and there's paperwork involved, and that stopped a lot of people in the past. Mm -hmm. But I think the fact that at Guildhall, we say, we're going to help you do it. We're going to walk you through it. We're, leave it in our hands. We're going to help you get through this paperwork together. Mm -hmm. We're going to help you get those funds from this registered account. We're going to move it over to, to with our partner, Quest Trade, and then we're going to acquire 
actual physical precious metal that you're going to specifically own. You're going to get the serial numbers for it. When COVID's done, you'll be able to go to go back to the vault and personally audit your holdings. If you don't like it and you're happy to pay the withholding tax, you can literally take it out. Mm-hmm. Right? Can't do that with a can't do that with a stock. No, nope. but you can with this. This is this is real money. This is a real asset. And I think more and more people are saying, "Yeah, I can actually I can actually take accountability for myself and be be dependent on myself here and take control." Mhm. That's a good dose of good news, Jeremy. I think, I think in, in light of all of the, uh, the extremes here, we have some really good extremes for precious metals. Yes, you have something tangible that you can take home. And good news, you have Guildhall to help you every step of the way. I can't tell you the amount of people that I've spoke with this, with this week, Jeremy. I'm not sure if you've experienced this too. But a lot of people, the whole times, trying to speak with someone at the bank, someone at you know this bank, that bank, the whole times are two, three hours. What I've what I've noticed with Guild with uh, Guildhall and our relationship with Questrade, and kudos to Questrade and our partners at Questrade. If we need it, if we have a question from one of our uh, uh, RSP clients and they have a question or a need for something, we can go to our VIPs at Questrade and get that answer right away. There's no two hour wait time. So I want to just shout out Questrade for that uh, for that assistance. And Natasha, great, we love you. Natasha, <laughs> that's right, Natasha. You do, you guys do a great job there. Thank you so much for your support. Our clients are much appreciated. So I want to give you guys a shout out. But some great news there, and we really needed that as well. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. There's more coming up on the Real Money Show on Global News Radio six forty Toronto. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one eight seven seven eight silver and the website guildhallwealth.com. We've been talking about extremes in the market, extremes in the stock market, extremes in housing, extremes in money printing, and all of these sort extremes in the devaluation of the currency, extremes on the atomic level of what gold can handle, which is absolutely amazing. And in term in, in times of extremes and in times of uncertainty, people want to hold something that's been around for thousands of years, something that they can count on, something that has innate value. The idea, Jerry, that you can put gold into the ground and thousands of years later, dig it up and it's still as it was. Give it a quick little shine and you're good to go. Mold it into something else if you'd like. Um, this kind of dependability, I think, is something in the, in, in the global subconscious. I always notice, you know, you mm-hmm. can look at these magazines for their, you know, you'll see if, if you could go to chapters right now, you'd see the, you know, these investment magazines and they'll all have a gold egg on the, on the front and they'll say the best investments for 2021. They won't mention gold, mm-hmm. but, uh, but there is a gold standard. And I think that's what people are moving to right now. But the potential in the market is also extreme because you've got extreme shortages in the market. You've got extreme demand, extremely high demand, extreme shortages in the physical market. It's creating higher premiums. And the only way to reconcile that is with much, much higher prices. So I think people need to move away from this idea of watching it on a binary perspective of, oh, the market went down. I don't know why, because this just happened. It should be going up. Mm -hmm. And they should just be saying, oh, Hey, look, I still have that opportunity to get involved. That said, 
with these high premiums here, I don't see how, I mean, you tell me, Jerry, I don't see how if we're paying an extra $3 an ounce on silver at $25, how the price is possibly going to drop back down to 18 Even if the paper price did, you're not going to be able to acquire the product at that price. Well, we're reading shortages at, at the U.S. Mint. This is huge news regarding their gold. Um, they're just not mining this 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 element fast enough, these elements fast enough and bringing them to market to match the demand. So the premiums are going to stay static. I don't see that happening. Uh, look, we, we were expecting deliveries to kind of ease up or, or improve uh, the ETA delivery to improve at least, you know, that the height of COVID, which was March and April, everything shut down then. But the delays are still happening. This, this These delays, these uncertainties are still here. So it's a signal to me that the premiums are here to stay. The spot price will have to correct. Yeah, and I think, again, that this idea that um, how quickly the market can be zapped of physical product with, with just a, a, a little bit of, of um, demand in the market, right? I think you know we saw some some demand pent up as well towards the inauguration, yeah. um, and we're we're pleased that people were able to get into the market. It seems like it might be settling down a little bit here, playing a little bit of catch up. But any sort of news and event can drive the market again and push people back into this market, and then all of a sudden, boom, we're going to be out of product again. So it's important to prepare early in in this sense. So we've covered a lot of extremes in the market, Jerry. I know you're kind of looking at something here. What What are your thoughts there? Well, a lot of I mean, we're dealing in the Canadian market. A majority of our clients are Canadian, although we are a Canadian company. We do have clients globally, but majority of our clients are Canadian. I'm looking just following the Bank of Canada statement. We saw the Bank of Canada Governor Macklem really jawbone the currency. We haven't seen the Canadian dollar this high since a, a very long time. So this is a great opportunity. For us Canadians to use the purchasing power that we have right now, because it probably won't last, because we know that uh, they actually doubled down on their remarks, like, "Oh, the Canadian dollar appreciation is hurting competitiveness of Canadian exports." And oh, we're going to have to devalue. We'll have to devalue. <laughs> so take advantage, even if you're using forwards, lock in your forwards on your on your you know, the exchange rate. Use this purchasing power now that we have it. It was just a reaction to the Bank of Canada keeping rates unchanged and not cutting interest rates. So this is a huge, huge good news for us as Canadians that we can acquire the gold and silver at a much cheaper value. But moving forward as well, Jerry, I mean, it, it seems like we're moving towards rapid globalization, incredible amounts of money printing. Um, you know, I, you can sort of see these green policies are, are sometimes very contradictory, right? Like this right. idea of the Keystone Pipeline. Okay, well, all right, where are you going to get your oil? You're going to get it from, from like Venezuela, a communist country, mm -hmm. socialist country. You're going to have right. to get it all shipped in from across the world and, and, you know, all of these sorts of things. So, and also with regard to the, the um, mining of the product, if there's environmental policies put on top of mining, you're going to get less product coming out of the less, market. Right. Right. So there's these sorts of things to be watching out for. But again, these are also opportunities. 
I mean, the amount of, of uh, silver that's going to be put into electric cars, um, just going green, solar power, the amount of silver that's going to be needed for solar power. It's not as though the world won't eventually get there, but they will definitely get there on the back of these metals, specifically silver, which has such an, a strong industrial demand. We just have a few moments left, Jerry. I want to talk a little bit about natural fancy colored diamonds, if we can, because uh, we are starting to see some demand grow in that market as well. And one of the reasons for that is because the, the, just the, the immense rarity of these diamonds. They're so incredibly rare. And we've been doing a little research over the course of the week trying to find some of the diamonds available across the globe that we, that we uh, have at Guildhall, that we have in our catalog that, we, that other clients have owned. And it's really tough to find, for example, you know, something like a 0.45 intense VS pink. It, they're really tough to find right now. Do you think that because the Argyle mine closed that a lot of the dealers are just putting them to the back of the safe? I think that's what's happening. It, it sort of like what Paul mentioned to us yesterday regarding the deliveries that some dealers, some wholesalers may not be delivering because they know the prices are going up higher. So what's the point of selling it today when you know the prices are going up? So availability is shot. And I do believe, for the, especially with the Argyle mine, the beaut how beautiful they are, but how well marketed these diamonds that the Argyle mine uh, throughout the years. We've always heard about the, the Argyle tender and how well uh, this, this market, this asset class has been marketed throughout the world. Um, the allure for pink diamonds have just has just sold itself. So... Uh, the demand is just uh, peaking. I think we have never seen the demand like this before. And I think as well, the the lack of volatility in that market makes it perfect for intergenerational wealth. I think that's something that this uh, the concept of let's think beyond this generation. You know, we're robbing the future of the current, of the next yeah. generations anyway. Let's give them something, right? If you can if you can be in um, an esteemed position of Hey, I did well for myself. I'm doing well. I've got I've got what I need, and I want to give to I want to give to my kids. Right? That um, that you want to hopefully be in a position where you don't have to sell it. I mean, it's it's fine if you used it as a retirement plan. That's all, obviously okay too. But the idea is that hopefully you never needed to sell. I find the same thing in the registered accounts. Right? right. You want to you put away to your registered account, and you hope that. By the time you're ready to retire, that you didn't really need the money, right? You've, you've been successful in other ways that you didn't need to depend on this registered account money. But one of the reasons why I like gold so much in the registered accounts is because it beats inflation. Right. So if you're going to have something in a registered account for 20 years, you better beat inflation, right? You put in 100000 small amount, but you're going to put in 100000 You better make sure that you get out what, what that money buys you in 20, 30 years, that's the message uh, for for us in this market. Hard assets need to beat inflation, and that's why we're seeing the rush towards hard assets, whether it be a natural fancy color diamond, like a pink diamond, or precious metals. These assets will protect against inflation. It has a history of doing that. Our pink diamonds, 300% over the past 15 years for pink diamonds, the rare pink diamonds that Guildhall deals with. This is the trajectory, and we're going to continue, and this is the type of environment. This whole money printing scenario, this... This globalist, uh, you know, ruler of, of our currencies, this debasement is happening before our eyes. So um, find out from Guildhall what our criteria is all about. The criteria is rarity. 
The criteria is the best color, the best cut, the best clarity, and the best carrot weight that you can get. You're not going to find that anywhere else. So give us a call at Guildhall Wealth. We have a lot more coming up over the next few weeks on The Real Money Show, so stick with us. In the meantime, if you want to get some physical precious metals in your portfolio, buy it direct, hold it in our vault, or even get it directly into your registered account, call us at one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. If you've missed an episode, you can go to YouTube and, and check out some of the past episodes of The Real Money Show. And that's what you've been listening to, The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.